0: I got two <laughs> Of the night, welcome to episode 156 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging of the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night, La Flama Blanca, the White Flame himself, Mr. Travis White. Travis, tonight we are talking Elimination Chamber 2010, and The Undertaker is going into the chamber to defend his title, and he is going to have a fire lit underneath him like never before
1: wouldn't you say <laughs> like, like never before he's gonna go in there yeah just yeah completely lit you know that, that's the new saying well i guess it's probably an old saying nowadays with the <laughs> youngsters. but for me it's new yeah this guy's going in lit lit he's on fire and, and i ain't talking about my own worst enemy lit i'm talking about lit
0: mm-hmm.
1: up <laughs> big, big lit fan over there huh no, those <laughs> guys <was> man. <laughs>
0: they
1: have what two songs that were on the air?
0: That on the air, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I had that CD though. You did? I, I, I spun it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. They made they made me completely miserable. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker, like we said, heading into the elimination chamber uh, to quote. Garth Brooks, uh, life is not tried. It is merely survived if you're standing outside the fire. <laughs> so, Undertaker is going to step in the flames. We will talk about that. Uh, incredibly memorable incident where Undertaker suffers <laughs> severe burns before heading into the chamber to defend his title against Chris Jericho, R-Truth, John Morrison, and uh, uh, CM Punk and Rey Mysterio. There we go. I think that was yeah. all five of them.
1: A <laughs> couple of those things are
0: not like the other. Two. You know, it's it's a unique map. Only time we'll yeah. talk about John Morrison and R-Truth on this show. So uh, yeah. pretty interesting. Unfortunately, he won't interact with R-Truth. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does not last long in the chamber. But we do get uh, to see him in there with Jomo, so that's pretty neat. Yep,
1: yeah. yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: And, of course, this is our last stop, our final speed bump on the road to WrestleMania 26, which will be next week's special episode. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that one, the sequel to WrestleMania 25, and so the build-up into that, Shawn Michaels trying to make that match happen. We'll be talking about that a lot tonight as well.
1: Oh, yeah, we got to, Again, like we mentioned last week, all this Shawn stuff Weeds in and out since December, you know, since the Slammies, so... And of course, this story's been playing out since basically 2007 or even going back to 97. You know, it's just, it's great. We'll get to more of that next week. But anyway, uh, good, good stuff there.
0: The best long-term story in the Undertaker's career, probably. Maybe one of the best in WWE history here. So there's a lot of ground to cover. Let's dive right into it. Take this time traveling hearse all the way back to February of 2010. We last left off. With that Royal Rumble, Undertaker successfully defending his World Championship against Rey Mysterio in their one-and-only pay-per-view match. A very fun one, if you never mm-hmm. seen that one. And then, of course, Shawn Michaels trying desperately to win the Rumble so he could earn the right to face Undertaker at WrestleMania. Slipping off the edge of his fingertips, off the ropes. They're not quite making it in there. So those are our main stories going in here. Into Raw on February 1st, 2010. And as we mentioned last week, this is a very special one for us because we were there, live and in person, in Nashville, Tennessee, at the uh, former Somme Center, now the Bridgestone Arena. We came up there to visit you, Travis, after you uh, uh, chased that woman up there to Nashville.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we had been in Nashville, uh, you know, got married in August, and you guys, uh, this is the first chance we had to have you guys come up and see us. So we were still in our apartment. At this point so um yeah we had a lot of we had a lot of beef in this apartment yeah, this, we did. this weekend <laughs> yeah because so, you know you came up and our buddies uh Josh and Chuck came up and uh, love them to death but uh, some big beefy boys <laughs> <laughs> Two heavyweights,
0: uh, for sure. and uh, <laughs> look, Like we said, we skipped the Royal Rumble, which was actually in Atlanta, uh, closer wow. to us. But uh, you know, we came up there for Raw. Uh, always fun to go see that live right there, show. Baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, drove through a snowstorm. I mean, it was uh, snowing yeah. there, ice on the roads. But we went to our favorite Nashville restaurant, uh, Demas'. Uh, mm. if, if you've never been mm. to Nashville, you got to go. Steak and spaghetti, man.
1: <laughs> absolutely not together but yeah it is together or you can, you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean not steak spaghetti though yeah not like steak spaghetti but yeah. But you, oh, get, a, you get a you get a steak downtown. and
0: pasta Ooh, with that sweet best. tea with the syrup oh yeah oh my goodness Couldn't want
1: to go visit mall stomping grounds
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so cheap it's not expensive you know yeah. but it's
1: but it's quality it's good i love it's like it. the price of an applebee's but it's got the quality of a i don't know of a ruth chris yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh we had to get that that was i guess that was our first time that was our you you took us there for the first time so that was delightful um we kind of celebrated my birthday a little bit since it will be a spoiler on uh on friday when we cover smackdown here on that show um so we did that um Josh, our buddy Josh forgot his ID, uh, so we couldn't go anywhere downtown and hang out, uh, but that's fine. show you guys the place <laughs> we could go hang out. We're not, you <laughs> know, go there and hang we've, out. we've never been real party animals, we've never been no, 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 club no. guys anyway, but, uh, no. uh, and the other thing we forgot to do was buy tickets to this episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We thought, yeah, we'll just get them down there. It's you know, it's Nashville. It's not even you know. Surely they won't be sold out. We'll right. just get tickets at the box office.
0: <laughs> Big uh, mistake, oh, not man. So fast, my friend. <laughs> I
1: guess everyone wanted to see
0: uh, William Shatner, WWE Legend, host Monday Night <laughs> Raw that night because they were sold out. But uh, we did buy some off some scalpers. I don't think we paid too much. I think probably just. Yeah, regular just face value, just good enough. Seat. But uh, we did get inside and check those numbers on that ticket, uh, took the stairs, took the escalator, and uh, <laughs> made it all the way literally to the top of the Bridgestone Arena, the Sobe yeah. Center at the time. No joke, we were in the absolute last row. We could touch the ceiling. i back yeah. up against the wall. But, you know, it's a it's a wrestling show, man. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're in the top seat or the front seat. It's a, it's going to be a good time. Uh, you you've always got a good view of the ring there. So, it was it was a blast. It was incredibly hot. That was all I remember about <laughs> yeah. being up there in the top row. We all had, like I said, it was a snowstorm, so we had these big jackets on and uh, flannel and fleece and everything. And we sat up there in that top row and just eventually, by the end of the show, we were down to our T-shirts. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It was so warm like, up there.
1: Probably rolled up my, like, corduroy pants legs or something, too, man. It was <laughs> so hot up there. Golly. But, yeah, literally backs against the wall, man. Like, just – it was amazing, though. We're, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. It was a fun, fun, fun night.
0: Absolutely not. We had a blast. Um, and I'll post some pictures of that up on our social media. Yeah. I t- took a few that night on my low-quality camera uh, back in 2010. But uh, some good pictures of us, some throwbacks of us there at the show. Uh, Undertaker, not on this show, but a couple things that play into the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels storyline here. Uh. Triple H confronts Shawn Michaels, and he acts like he's going to get mad at him and fight about him about Shawn eliminating him in the Royal Rumble last night. But then he just kind of laughs it off. He's like, I would have done the same (laughs) thing if I were you. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: But Shawn is not in a joking mood. He's really upset that he lost his opportunity. And Triple H tries to give him a pep talk and just encourages him to go out there, win your Elimination Chamber qualifying match tonight. And then the two of us, we can go on and WrestleMania uh, main event against each other at WrestleMania. So, uh, Sean does have a WrestleMania, or excuse me, Elimination Chamber qualifying match against Randy Orton. Good long match with these two here. And Sean goes for the kip up and kind of slips as he's doing it. And as he does so, Randy Orton rolls him up and gets the victory on him. So, kind of a creative finish. So I really like that there. Mm-hmm. And it just furthers this storyline of Sean just being distraught. Off his game, he tosses off his DX sweatbands and armbands and leg bands and silly bands and everything he's got <laughs> on and just walks to the back with his head down. Uh, just great acting from Sean yeah. Michaels. I, I, I just can't put over enough how excellent his it's not just his in-ring work his actual right. performance as this character this sports entertainment aspect of it mm-hmm. is just off the charts good
1: it really is man yeah it's just a study uh, just young guys need to just look at this stuff you know it's not just a, again he is arguably the one of the greatest in-ring competitors of all time but it's not that that makes him so good it's everything else outside the ring and the little nuances and the acting this is it's spot on man he's so great
0: yeah, it's something a lot of guys today could learn a lesson from Because, yeah. I mean, everyone says it that The people who wrestle in 2020 They're 10 times the athletes that wrestlers sure. were 10, 20 years ago I will never deny that But as far as performers go As far right. as sports entertainers go There's a lot of stuff that a lot of guys could learn From watching Shawn Michaels sure. and It's a good thing he's in NXT, trying to teach them
1: Oh yeah, yep
0: So later on in the night, Triple H again is going to meet up with Shawn, try to give him a pep talk, tell him, you know, you did your best tonight. It's not the end of the world. Move on. You know, you're Mr. WrestleMania. You don't need The Undertaker for that. You could take your pick of any guy to compete with at WrestleMania. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. And Shawn just looks up at Hunter and says to him, You do not need The Undertaker
1: for that, okay? There are plenty of other guys for you to compete with at WrestleMania.
0: Not for me. Something's plotting in Shawn Michaels' mind. He's got to find a way to get in there with The Undertaker at WrestleMania as we move on to SmackDown.
1: Yeah, he's obsessed. He's consumed, man. So, um,. That's going to be the, the narrative we keep going forward with. So, yeah, let's fast forward to uh, SmackDown that week. You guys did not stay the whole week at my house. You stayed. Did y'all go back Tuesday morning, I guess? I went back the
0: next day. Yeah, it was just yeah, one so night. Yeah, so
1: just a quick, quick trip. But um, anyway, it's better than nothing, and uh, we have a few more trips you guys took up there our way that we'll probably share eventually. But anyway, um, yeah, this is on your 24th birthday, man, uh, February 5th, <laughs> 2010. So happy birthday. You get SmackDown.
0: I don't remember what I was doing on my 24th birthday, but I don't think I was watching the Friday Night Smackdown.
1: No, you, can, you don't know what you're doing, you can guarantee what you were I not guarantee doing. you it was not that. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we find out that this episode, for your birthday, you're going to get an episode, the first episode back of The Cutting Edge, All right. since Edge went out with his Achilles tendon, and his first guest is going to be Don The Undertaker. I'll
0: take it, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. You will undertake that. Mm. So, Elimination Chamber match is also set for the World Heavyweight title, so Taker's automatically qualified for it. Doesn't have to have a qualifying match. So, just like on Raw, we're going to get some qualifying matches here. For some reason, one of them's a three-way. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's Joe Moe, John Morrison versus Kane versus Intercontinental Champion Drew McIntyre. And Joe Moe wins. How is that Why? This is the only three-way. I don't know. And then our truth defeats Mike Knox, who I forgot was still employed wow. by World Wrestling Entertainment at this point. Um, Punk defeats Batista. Really cool spot here, man. Their their match is going to go start, and Big Dave just stands there and just walks away. And he just gets out of the ring and just leaps. Like, it's such a – talk about, like – Good acting, his He's so good. his heel work is superb. Here. It's a phenomenal,
0: it's,
1: yeah. Yeah, and it's a great heel. That's something that's that's old school right there. Just leave, you know. Something only like a, like like a guy like Jericho does that stuff nowadays. But anyway, it was just really cool. Jericho defeats Matt Hardy to qualify because the Hardys never do anything. Um, and then Ray defeats Dolph Ziggler, so that's how everybody qualifies this one night so so much for long-term storytelling we'll just blow it all in one night knock
0: so. it all out that's right
1: knock it all out so um the cutting edge segment or actually uh, earlier on the show chris jericho opens the show complaining about how edge came in the rumble and it's, uh, and you know it was unfair and cuts a promo and then he goes to the back to talk to teddy long but edge is sitting there in in teddy's office and jericho says that you know edge is going to regret coming back uh and edge cuts him off and says that jericho's going to regret it and Tells him he's going to have his old friend, you know, the Undertaker, on the Cutting Edge tonight, which we already were had seen in the opening graphic, so it wasn't even like a surprise. I don't no. know what the point of it was. But anyway, planting seeds for Edge and Jericho at WrestleMania, so which I was super hyped to see. Um, cutting Edge segment, uh, I believe it's the main event here. Uh, edge comes out to host it. Good pop. Comes back to his show, SmackDown, and talks about his recovery and says, you know, I won the Royal Rumble so I could face The Undertaker again at WrestleMania or I could face, you know, Sheamus who got my face on Raw. Uh, we get a replay of that and uh, Jericho comes out and he gets an Edge's face and they kind of go back and forth about how Edge eliminated him at Royal Rumble, which I always love. I know it's such an easy booking thing, but I love when somebody eliminates somebody at Royal Rumble and that's the build to WrestleMania. That's, I love yeah. that. That's simple. I love that. It's yeah. so simple. You deny not be my chance at the world title. I hate you, and I want to go with you. Like I, I just—it's so easy. But I love that booking. Um, they go down their recent history since the injury and the stuff like that, and um, and then uh, Edge says he wants to make Jericho eat his words with regards to making his injury into a punchline. He's sick of Jericho's face, just even seeing him. And then all of a sudden, we hear seeing Punk's music, and he comes out with the Straight Edge Society, and the crowd's chanting "You suck" at him, and he's like, "No, you're wrong. I'm better than everyone here." So he sa- <laughs> <laughs> he says that. You
0: two look like two pill-popping, tweaking junkies arguing over who's going to get that last
1: fix. And Which, yeah, he's just... And some of this stuff that Punk's going to do in the next couple months is some of his just great, great heel work. uh, Yeah. Just really being despicable and really felt like... I feel like Vince wasn't watching him at the time. He was just like... Letting him do his own thing, and because like he's he's great, man, and Vince doesn't hold him back. So or, no, I think you know.
0: we talked about it a little bit. Um, yeah, he, this is where he really found himself in this yeah. straight society stuff.
1: Yeah, like,
0: the stuff with Undertaker, I was not really feeling as much. I didn't. I felt like he was kind of right. dragging. But now that he's fully embraced this cult leader yep. preacher, and he's got the followers behind him, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like he's really coming to his own as a heel.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he'll go on, to, to my opinion, be the heel of the year in 2010 and going into 11, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we won't get to talk about him much more until we get to 2013. So, anyway, he says that, you know, you guys are missing the point. It's not about you, it's about uh, the Elimination Chamber and it's about The Undertaker. You know, he said, you know, who's had a bigger spotlight on him uh, or with, with Taker than him? You know, he says, Edge, while you were on vacation. You know, I became the first superstar in history to make The Undertaker tap out, which again, we've, the video shows it really wasn't what happened. That was the whole, you know, screw job. But why let that get in the way of a good story when he exactly. tells it, they believe yes. it. You know, well, that's great. I love it. So um, he says, you know, neither one of you ever done that. And neither one of you ever will. You know, I'm better than you and I'm going to win the Elimination Chamber to become the four time straight edge world heavyweight champion. And at this, we hear the gong. Uh, the Undertaker appears in the ring after the lights come back on. He goes after Punk and, and Gallows and Edge goes after Jericho and then Edge takes Jericho out of the ring or knocks him out of the ring and Punk gets a choke slam from Taker. Taker turns around and Edge is kind of crouched in the corner doing his little spear like taunt, you know, and Taker kind of steps back and they stare at each other and circle the ring as the show goes off the air. So just teasing, you know, what could become another main event at WrestleMania with Edge winning the Rumble if Taker, you know, retains at Elimination Chamber. Good stuff.
0: And that's kind of the deal on SmackDown over these next few weeks. They're going to be teasing a lot of different possibilities for yeah. Edge. And um, they kind of lean into Edge Undertaker, I guess, to kind of swerve people uh, a little bit right. from that. So uh, we'll go back over to Raw for Raw, December 8th, 2010, to go back to the Shawn Michaels storyline. And yeah. D- <laughs> DX is backstage, and Shawn says. To Triple H, look, I, I want to apologize. I know I've been distracted with Undertaker and this whole WrestleMania thing. And, you know, I apologize for losing my cool last week, but I lost the Royal Rumble and I lost my chance at the Elimination Chamber in 24 hours. So it was, it was a rough night. Yeah. But I've been thinking the past week and I realized something, that... DX has never competed together at WrestleMania. So, maybe at WrestleMania 26, maybe it's finally time for us to do that because they are the tag team champions here at this point and they're going to be t- defending their tag team titles here later on in the show. And Triple H is like, "Man, that sounds awesome, but Sean, I did qualify for the Elimination Chamber. So, I got to go to the chamber and I'm going to do what I've done more than anyone else and that's
1: win the mm-hmm. Elimination
0: Chamber, and then main event, WrestleMania. So he kind of like pats Sean on the back and walks off, and it's like, sorry, bud. Um, yeah. Uh Shawn,
1: Triple H has won four at this point, I believe. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, four Elimination Chambers. So. It's,
0: it's definitely his match more than anybody mm-hmm. else's. Um, so DX, they're going to face the Straight Edge Society of Punk and Gallows and Miz Show. Oh, excuse me, Show Miz uh, yeah. in this match tonight, um, who have to have... I know I said Jarrah Shaw oh, was one of yeah, the worst songs of all time. Show Miz yeah. takes the cake, man. Oh, yeah. Well, awesome. Big Show came to play. Awesome.
1: Big Show. It's just that. Oh, man. It is so bad. It's just Miz's
0: song, but then every few seconds it says, Big show in the yep. middle.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. Imagine if they had have been, uh, Well, it's the Miz show. That would have been better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, it's uh, awful. Amazingly, uh, Show Miz wins the tag team titles here because uh, Shawn Michaels blind tags Triple H and they argue for a second and Miz rolls up Shawn yeah. Michaels to get the pin on him, which is hard to believe in 2010, mm-hmm. hard to believe in 2020 that the Miz and yeah. Shawn Michaels. And the crowd can't believe it here. Triple H and Shawn yeah. are in shock. Uh, so that's going to set Shawn Michaels off pretty much. He goes backstage and he's looking for him. Uh, he runs up to Carlito and Maria, asking where he is. And I'm wondering, what is Carlito doing in this segment? But we'll find out in just a second. Is that great Napoleon Dynamite? No, he's not doing that no, here okay. tonight. <laughs> Sean finally finds him, and it's a, a boy, Teddy Long. And Sean yeah. like, grabs Teddy by the suit, and he's like, Trade me to SmackDown. You have to trade me over to SmackDown and insert me into the Elimination Chamber so I can win the world title and defend it against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I don't think Shawn knows how trades work because Teddy can't trade Shawn. Uh, The Raw General Manager would have to trade Shawn (laughs) over to SmackDown, but whatever. He's... He's insane. He's losing his mind. And Teddy yeah. says, well, what happened to DX? I thought you wanted to go to mania with DX. And Sean says, none of that matters anymore. I don't care about that. I only care about Undertaker. And Triple H comes in and he's trying to call uh, calm Sean down and tells him, What are you doing?
1: What are you doing? Huh? Has this obsession gone this far? You're willing to throw DX away, huh? You're willing to throw your career away? My career
0: is over. Oh my God. And then he super kicks Teddy Long, and if you'll notice, Carlito has moved into frame, and he is there <laughs> to catch Teddy Long, so Teddy Long does not take a bump on the cement off of that super kick. So Little thing to look out for if you're paying attention. But then uh, Sean storms off out of the arena here. But this was great. I mean, again, they're just setting this up perfectly. Um, Thinking back to 2010, you have no idea how Sean's going to get his way into this WrestleMania match. The way they do it in Elimination Chamber is so creative and so unique. But you're left here hanging like they got to find a way. What what could it possibly be here? And, and Sean has lost his mind. He's gone off his rocker. Um, I, it's fantastic storytelling here.
1: Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. So really, really dig all this stuff. And uh, that's taking us to February 12, 2010, uh, SmackDown. The opening graphic shows us that we're going to get Taker versus Jericho in a no-DQ match. So, again, I want to reiterate, why could we never get this on pay-per-view? It's just like a SmackDown-exclusive only the SmackDown match. Like, we've had, Smackdown what, like special one? Yeah. <laughs> in, like, it's four months. I know. Like third one. Over and over again. Yeah, it's like, it's like Vince just forgot. They've never wrestled. And I was like, I'll just put them together on SmackDown three times in three months. It's like, dude, give us a build-up to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, why not? Because these guys have great matches. It's it. a shame. Yeah. Well... Uh, Ray defeats CM Punk in the opening match. Good match. Again, these guys, I think they, uh, they just have great chemistry, man. Uh, it was just, a
0: really uh, good match. Really good yeah, TV
1: match. Really, really good. And uh, immediately afterward, Luke Gallows attacks Mysterio, and then uh, he and Punk uh, leave Ray Lang. I think Punk gets to go to sleep on him, maybe. Uh, yeah,
0: he does. There. But
1: we're talking about this because he's the opponent of Taker in the Elimination Chamber. So uh, Joe Moe is supposed to face R Truth. But the match starts and immediately John Morrison, quote unquote, tweaks his ankle, and the match is stopped and awarded to R-Truth So I think it's a I think it's part of the storyline. But if not, I don't know what the deal is because it kind of plays into the Elimination Chamber. I think it's just a way to give him like he's got some steam. We don't want to take too much off of him, but let's give him something to like a crutch to lean on in case he you know so he doesn't take too many losses. I don't know. It was really like, awkward. It was weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't play it. Yeah, it, it was it was not built up enough to, to make right. it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just really weird. And like you said, it's going kind of to come into play the next couple of weeks, so I yeah. don't know. I don't know
1: what the deal is. Yeah, it was weird. Well, then Edge comes out for another promo, and he says it's great to win the Royal Rumble, and one of the best parts is I don't have to compete in Elimination Chamber since I'm already going <laughs> to WrestleMania. So yeah, he makes it sound a little more you know serious than that, but that's basically his gist. It's like I don't have to compete in this brutal match. But And he goes through a list of people he potentially face he's like you know i could face randy orton or john cena or Rey mysterio or cm punk i could face 12 other guys or 12 different guys at wrestlemania there are few people who have made invented and won at wrestlemania just a handful of people made invented it and a handful that have won that and uh, he says however there's only one guy that has won all of his wrestlemanias and that is the undertaker and he says you know it's out of my hands who i face at wrestlemania but next week i'm going to take on batista so okay and then, he's, you know, Jericho comes out and interrupts because, again, we're building to that uh, in the future here. And Jericho is just angry because Edge didn't have the decency to mention that he could face Jericho at WrestleMania. He, <laughs> you know, just completely glossed over that. Um, so he's like, you know, he says that he's Edge's bad luck charm. You know, whenever I'm around, you get hurt, basically, or something bad happens to you. So, you know, I was there when you tore your Achilles. Um, I don't know what – he has a great line here. He goes, I don't know what it's like to return from injury because – I don't get injured. I just win championships and carry this entire company on my back. That's what you do when you're the best in the world, and I am the best in the world at what I do. And I just, you know, really wanted to harp on that because it's true. Jericho's never been out with a major injury. I mean, he's taking time off. Yeah, you know, his little hiatuses, but he's never been off for injury. He's always been dependable. So, um, good stuff. But he tells Edge to spare the grief and choose him, or no, choose the Raw winner of the Elimination Chamber because you know you don't want to you don't want to face me because. Bad things happen, if, and they, they will continue to happen to you if you don't leave me alone. So he says, you know, if you think you're lying, uh, think I'm lying, watch what happens when I'm going to beat the so-called dead man who actually destroyed you at WrestleMania two years ago. So good point there, you know, good, bringing that history in between Edge and Taker. So later on, Taker makes his entrance through the smoke and the flames. Well, not through the flame. We'll get to that at elimination illumination Not chamber, quite. But yeah. yeah. Through the smoke, rather. And Edge is going to join Todd Grisham and uh, Matt Stryker on commentary. And I just noticed, like, I was watching this match. There's only about nine minutes left in the show. And I was like, this is going to be a quick one. Yeah, you know something's up. But it's good. Like, honestly, I liked how fast-paced this match was. Um, And Edge is really good on commentary. He's like, you know, this should be a main event of WrestleMania. You know, I just – thank you, Edge. I love that. Like, we would love to have something like that. It should be, yeah. Yeah, but good fast-paced match. I won't get into all of it, but basically, um, Edge is talking about you know Taker's one of the guys that makes you better when you're in the ring with him, and talks about his history. And uh, they wind up making their way to the outside, and uh, they're by Jericho's by the announce table, and uh, they go over there, and Taker comes over there and eyes Edge, and he he nods at Edge. as Edge stands up, just kind of the, like to bow up against him. And Taker goes to throw Jericho back in the ring, but then turns around and just throws him across the table at Edge. Now Edge moves out of the way, and he and Taker go nose-to-nose, staring at each other. And then Taker does pick Jericho up, tosses him in the ring. You think he's going to get back in the ring. Taker turns around and just boots Edge in the face. (laughs) It's kind of bullying him, like, you know, don't test me. Don't step to me, boy. You know, so boots Edge in the face. They go back in the ring. Jericho removes the turnbuckle pad, winds up going headfirst into it in a minute. Taker goes for a last ride, uh, hits it, uh, but Taker is going to turn around into a spear from Edge. So Edge has gotten in the ring at this point, and then Taker is going to sit up and glare at Edge, who left the ring. Left the ring, and again, this is no DQ match for no reason other than the fact that we've got to get to this ending. That's literally basically. it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he goes to pick Jericho up, but Jericho hits a code breaker and gets a pinfall victory over Taker. I mean, it. Was, I wouldn't call it clean because Edge speared him, but still, like, no it's a big deal. You know, yeah. no. Big, big deal here, you know, and uh, Jericho's celebrating with his arm raise and Taker's just livid in the ring there. So, again, you kind of think we're building, like you said, to Edge and Taker. So...
0: Yeah, and like you said, no DQ for no reason. I mean, if I if I'm in a no DQ match, I'm heading outside. I'm going under the ring. I'm getting a chair. I'm getting a table. I'm going like no mercy and just pull it. Yeah, I'm just pulling weapons <laughs> out from under the ring, getting the bouquet oh, of roses. Yeah. You know everything yeah. I can get out of there, but not yeah, these absolutely. guys. They just have a normal match nope. till Edge interferes. So. Yep. <laughs> so uh, nothing happening on Raw. Uh, Shawn Michaels mysteriously conspicuous by his absence on uh, Monday Night Raw. So we'll move over to SmackDown on February 19th, 2010, the short build-up to Elimination Chamber. This will be the go-home show here. And uh, fancy Chris Jericho, as you put it in your notes, (laughs) uh, opens up this show. He's in his three-piece suit uh, looking good. He comes out. Basically bragging about all his accomplishments, that he's made a career of accomplishing insurmountable odds. He defeated The Rock and Steve Austin in the same night. He defeated Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. Last week, he defeated The Undertaker. And so he shows a replay of him hitting that codebreaker and pinning The Undertaker and, you know, conveniently leaves out Edge spearing The Undertaker. Well, Edge has a problem with that, so he interrupts and says Chris is not pointing out all the facts, and he shows the replay of uh, Edge interfering and, and helping Chris Jericho win that match, basically.
1: Um, as as I'm watching Jericho do that and show the replay without the spear, I'm imagining in my head, like, imagine Bobby Heenan on commentary. Like, what he would add so much to that. I'd be like, see, you did it right there. Like, it would just... Heenan would bake that so... Good. That's such a heel move. I love it, man. Sorry, I just had to interject there. I I hear Heenan in my head making it great.
0: Instead, we're stuck with Matt Stryker. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm pining for something better. Yes. Anything. Literally anything. (laughs) Well, they go back and forth. They argue about each other uh, saying they're One's not as good as the other one is. Jericho says he's going to win the Elimination Chamber, and when he does, Edge needs to stay away from him and just go face the winner of the Raw Elimination Chamber. And Edge kind of goes back to like 2007 when he uh, was facing Undertaker and was bringing that Joker-style character into things. What was that? That'd be 2008, 2008, excuse me. Yeah, Yeah, 2008. Yeah, sort of that Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, Joker craziness here. And says he wants to knock out Jericho, gets in Jericho's face and their forehead to forehead. And then interestingly, the lights begin to flicker on and off. Mm. And as they do that, uh, Jericho gets distracted and Edge hits a spear on him to leave him laying there. So that's going to kind of be a theme going on through the night, some uh, technical difficulties, uh, I guess sort of like we saw in Raw. Oh, this no, past yeah. week.
1: <laughs> Raw underground, maybe. That's it. Down underground.
0: <laughs> uh, massive Tool Josh Matthews interrupts Ray Mysterio backstage, um, saying he doesn't well, we want to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray says, look, you know, I took a beating last week. Uh, from Punk and Gallows, and I'll definitely take a beating in the Elimination Chamber, but I'll still walk out as the world champion. And then we get a promo for uh, your boy, Travis, Ezekiel Jackson. The final ECW champion is coming to SmackDown soon, as ECW is closing up shop.
1: Yeah, I think they folded like uh, right around this time, because NXT uh, debuts shortly after this, I think the next week. So yeah, a couple weeks ago on Raw, they announced that you know ECW is folding and uh, they're going to be drafted to Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that and introduce NXT and anyway, so yeah, Big Zeke, the guy, almost got put through a table by <laughs> 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 if spoken up a little louder back in March before the world shut down, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's coming to SmackDown. I can't believe that guy's the last WWE ECW champion. Oh what a what a
0: joke! The real joke. last
1: ECW champion is my boy Rhino. My real boy,
0: Rhino. No, not Christian? No, I
1: mean the real <laughs> ECW. <champion>. Original,
0: classic <laughs> ECW. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. uh, go listen to our WrestleMania 28 episode. or uh, <laughs> We have a vlog on, on our YouTube channel as well, detailing uh, Travis almost uh, getting knocked out by Ezekiel Jackson at a convention in, in New York uh, pre-pandemic. Uh so later on the night, uh, Master Tool Josh Matthews is going to talk to John Morrison, uh, ask him about Ooh. how his ankle is doing, and Jomo says, "Look, I've waited for this opportunity ever since my tough enough days, and if anyone thinks a tweaked ankle is going to keep me out of the chamber, they can think again." Our truth interrupts. Uh, two guys still on the modern day roster right here yeah. says. If becoming world champion means I have to go through you, John, then I'm going to do what I have to do. But tonight, we're going to team up to defeat CM Punk and Luke Gallows. And then they do some, Uh, uh, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm going to do air quotes and say comedy here. And... uh. It was painful to watch. Like, yeah, our truth is hilarious, legitimately. Oh yeah, but not in this moment, and not with no. John Morrison. It was so painfully awkward.
1: But tonight, me and you got straight edge society. I just want to make sure that we on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Tonight, we're gonna be like two peas in a pot. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Tonight we're gonna beat CM Punk in the Straight Edge Society. Old Lukey Luke. Luke Lukey Luke. It's going to be more entertaining than a slam dunk competition. (laughs) More invigorating than a downhill Olympic ski event. (laughs) And even better to watch than Chris Jericho in the morning before he finds his hair gel. Mm. (laughs) I promise you that. That's what's up. Yeah, Jomo was very stiff back in those days. I mean, he's still awkward now, but I like him better now uh, when he's with Miz and stuff. But, yeah, this was not classic, funny, R-Truth stuff. So this was rotten.
0: It was bad. Um, (laughs) On the flip side, CM Punk is going to (laughs) cut, you know, a solid promo as he comes out. He's going to vow to become the Straight Edge champion and convert everyone in the crowd to Straight Edge. Uh, So they, uh, Punk and Gallows face Morrison and Truth. Uh, in the middle of the match, flames erupt at the top of the stage, and I don't know, man. I guess this pyro guy's got an itchy trigger finger. Dude, He's just <laughs> – it's a precursor to Elimination Chamber here. Maybe it's Deuce. <laughs> he's back. Revenge. He's like, I'll get my revenge. <laughs>
1: yeah, he does have an itchy trigger finger. Yeah, I'm man. Getting ready for Sunday. <laughs>
0: Uh, the announcers assume this is The Undertaker making a statement during this match to his fellow competitors. And then once again, this ankle injury for Jomo plays into things. Punk attacks it, and uh, Charles Robinson just calls the match off and says he's unable mm-hmm. to compete. And then Punk and Gallo's just lay out truth after the match, beat him up. Ray Mysterio comes in, makes the save. He's going ham on Gallows and Punk, uh, but Punk ends up taking him out. And they uh, double-team Ray, leave him and Truth and Morrison all laying. So Punk looking super strong going into the chamber. He just laid out three of the other competitors in the match, man.
1: You know, if you had told me 10 years ago in this match, three of those guys would still be or four including ray would still be wrestling and one would not i would not have chosen punk to be the one not wrestling oh yeah <laughs> i would have said maybe gallows or r-truth would not have been wrestling anymore. right not like his truth is like it's like years 50 old, yeah gallows <laughs> looks 50 so but he's got a new career and impact and r-truth like i said new 24 7 champion no uh, curious, as always. Anyway, uh, our truth will probably be by the time this podcast drops. Um, Joe Mo, still a you know, former SmackDown Tag Team champion just a few weeks ago. And, yeah, Punk is not the one wrestling. So,
0: who? I mean, Gallus just headlined a pay-per-view this past weekend. He did.
1: <laughs> In a Boneyard match. <laughs> well, we'll keep it to that. <laughs> I did not watch that, nor will I. But I'm sure it was hilarious. Randy Orton put it over on Twitter, so um, it must be funny.
0: I was real close to ordering it. I had at- had... <laughs> I'd had a few to drink, and I was I was this close. I think they had too. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: not mistaken. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so the main event, like you mentioned, is going to be Edge and Batista tonight. They they teased that last week, and Edge gives Batista a spear when the gong hits lights go off lights come back on undertaker is in the ring he's got edge in the goozle gives edge a choke slam as retribution for last week for that spear and batista gets the heck out of dodge he heads to the back as undertaker's music is playing the lights go down you think the show is over undertaker heads to the Top of the ramp, he does the look back to Edge. As the flames go off, he raises up the fist. But out of nowhere, Chris Jericho pops in, hits the code breaker on Edge. He raises his hand in the air, stares down the Undertaker, does the old discount double check, belt motion, And Undertaker does the throat slash back at Jericho as we head Mm. off the air into the pay-per-view. Like we said, we're teasing all sorts of different possibilities for what WrestleMania could look like here. Undertaker and Jericho maybe, Edge Jericho, Batista in there, Punk, who knows what's going to happen as we go to Elimination Chamber February 21st, 2010.
1: Well, speaking of Punk, on that, right before that match you just talked about, Edge says, because Big Dave goes to leave the match beforehand, like he did against CM Punk, and Edge is like, no, get back in here. You know, he says, I'm pulling your Punk card, Dave. Why don't you get back in here right now? Get back in here right now. (laughs) And Edge pulled it, man. Yes. (laughs) So good. So good. So, yeah, kudos to Edge for winning the Rumble and pulling Batista's punk card. Bingo. Right here. So, yeah, so good, man. Thank so you good. for yeah. catching that. <laughs> Brings us to Elimination Chamber. So, uh, somebody's, well, the, the fire guy's going to have his punk card pulled. So,
0: <laughs> Fired guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's going to go the route of Domino or Deuce, whatever his name is. So, oh, man. And he. <laughs> <laughs> Brian started the fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is February 21st, uh, 2010 from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, gateway to the West? Is that what they call Missouri? Okay. I think so. Uh, <laughs> this is the first ever <laughs> Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Although I forgot and thought last year's was, but that's just to... No way out, right? Right, they've done that for a few years, Yeah, it has
0: been Elimination Chamber in February, but yeah, they changed the name officially to Elimination Chamber this year, and it's one of those ones like TLC uh, and Hell in a Cell still going strong to this day.
1: And for some reason, they didn't do one in 2016. Uh, They've done every year except that, and I think that that year they did fast, flatback, fast lanes, something like that. (laughs) Fastland, I think, was the one in between. Or maybe it was No Way Out of You. I don't know, but they didn't do a, a roadblock? That year. Was it, roadblock? Was that Roadblock that, that may year? Have been, yeah, I yeah on the One year they did two Roadblocks. Anyway, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, so, yeah, 2016 is the only year they skipped it. But other than that, man, still going strong. And, again, I think you and I agree. Like, we love this match. We love these shows. We love these. But, like, just shoehorning him in because it's that time of the year is just stupid, you know? I actually – The I only don't... thing – Okay. Good. Ahead. Go ahead. I think I'm going to agree with you. Go ahead. I don't
0: mind it for this one as much because right. it's like. I, I do wish they only did one. I wish. Yes. yes. Like whoever chose to do. World, whoever wins the World Rumble, they pick their brand and then the other brand does Elimination Chamber for the world title shot. I sure, wish that was exactly. all, they, all they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind. I don't actually mind this one as much as the rest because it. You know there is, you know, like you said there is still a championship up for you know grabs. So yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal. But um, you know. or do tag
0: team or women's or intercontinental like switch it up and yeah. do different stuff with it, which they kind of do now. They they've done that a few times. They they've done a women's mm. one, which is cool, and they've done a tag team one. So that's that's nice. Um, but you know, elimination chamber, it's it's always it's it, i it, it, say it's always entertaining, but. You rarely are like, "Oh, that was five stars that was like a, an amazing elimination yeah. chamber match there, there's you know there's some that are definitely better than others, but it's never like the best and uh I know a lot of the wrestlers it's not their favorite match to do either, but uh yeah, it's just one of those things it's uh it's on the calendar every year, so you gotta just yeah. make, do what you can with it
1: exactly and this wasn't that the last Pay per view we had in 2020 before, wait, with fans. I think it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. So I've seen this match and the other elimination chair match and the Cena vs. Batista. But I've never seen this whole show. So, but you wrote your notes. You know, watched it on 24 seven.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I did during this yeah. time. I didn't watch it live, but uh, I do. I have seen it. Hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, this one's going to be our main event of the night: the SmackDown Chamber and we've got kind of the standard pay-per-view commentary team for the past few months is going to be Cole and King (laughs) and Stryker. So Todd Grisham left out, uh, hung out to dry, and uh, Stryker's there with Cole and King. That doesn't really make any sense. This
1: is a SmackDown match. All SmackDown competitors. Why are King and Cole have anything to do with it? I I don't get it. Beats me. I'm glad it's not just Stryker by himself or something, but um, I don't know. It it was confusing to me.
0: Well, uh, Rey Mysterio is going to make our first entrance here, so he's going to be stuck in a pod to start the match. Uh, John, John Morrison will be next. Jericho is third. And as Michael Cole points out, this is his sixth ever elimination chamber match, and he's never won one of these here. Uh, But he has won the world title in this city before. So, interesting there. And then The Undertaker is going to be out fourth to go into the final chamber pod. And this is a historic milestone for our podcast here because this is the last time he will ever enter a match holding not just the world title, but any belt of any kind for that matter. So, you know... 156 episodes. We've covered multiple world title reigns, hardcore title, tag team title, no U.S. title. Never got that one. Nope. <laughs> nope. But uh, it just shows you how far we've come, and man, how little we've got left. That uh, he's got no more world yeah. title reigns left in him.
1: No more any kind of titles at all. But again, he doesn't need them. But this was his last one, and we'll talk more about that at the end here. But um. Yeah, so yeah, very historic moment here for Talking Taker, as we'll never get to touch on another title match uh, with him having it, you know. So anyway, um, now Taker comes out. He's going to be the fourth man in the pod, the last guy in the pod. And I mean, thank God, because what's about to happen? Because <laughs> if he'd had to start this match, I don't know how he would have. So he's coming out, and uh, if you've seen, if you've watched the network version, it's edited, but so you don't see... The burn happened, but he walks through the flame and literally walks through the flame. The flame on the ramp shoots up as he's walking through it, and they had um, they had a clip of this on the Last Ride documentary. I don't remember which episode, but uh, and I think Michelle even talks about it. like he's literally on like got second degree burns and he's standing there in the pod the rest of the time going through this match. So it is just crazy to see, um, but that makes him move a little faster. For this match, so talk about his entrance his here that he's gonna
0: make. Well, like you said, I, I wasn't sure, but you know, it does appear that the, the video is edited a bit on the network because you don't actually yeah. see the flame go off. Um, if you go on YouTube and search for this, you can see some fan cam or, or mm-hmm. cell phone video footage of the flame just engulfing him, and then he just runs to the rate he, he yeah. throws his jacket and his hat and the belt off and Michael Cole on commentary is like man we've just never seen this intensity from the Undertaker we've never seen him yep. approach the ring like this and it's like <laughs> and he's not wasted any time the Undertaker normally takes his time coming to the ring but he ripped his jacket off He stormed into the chamber hellbent on defending his world title yeah it's because he's on fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his yeah, skin
1: his flesh is burning <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, he's, yeah. It's just—I mean, he—but he doesn't break character. Though it's amazing. It fits him. He's been intense. He's been beating people up. He's been just it, this whole last part of his title reign. He's just been a very intense guy, and um, this fits it. You know, and Cole's talking about. Well, he's—I've well, never seen him enter a match like this. Well, yeah, he's never been on fire, but like, it doesn't change the narrative of the story it fits perfectly and i have no idea how this dude does it but he's a true artist man and just his dedication like again we talked on the last ride episodes like he doesn't know us anything else he didn't know us this night he could have laid down broken character and nobody would have cared he's a freaking undertaker he's earned so much grace from all of us like he doesn't owe us anything but like he's a he's a freaking man and i'm just singing william regal's theme song in my hand He's a man, such a man.
0: Yeah, his first thought was not to pull a, a Sinkara and like say right. oh, I, I broke my thumb, like I, I, I can't I can't compete anymore. He went he went in and got in the pod yes. with second degree burns, and it's yes. just like that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go in there and do it. I'm not going to lay down, and I'll I'll figure it out from there. I don't know, um, and. Right. We don't see it. I think it's on the last ride or, or somewhere else. But that, like, all the referees and officials bring him bottles of water. Yeah. And so he's just pouring bottles of water on himself to try to cool himself down. You can see him in the corner during uh, somebody's entrance here in a few in a few minutes, and he's just got his like head down and just like bent over in the corner, like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I am fire. in. I am in pain. <laughs> but it's just the
1: skulls on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that rider. fits for this man <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's
0: amazing man and you see it during the match his skin is just red during this yeah. match <laughs> like uh what a what a man like you said
1: yeah i it's just it's incredible to me like i don't even understand and i remember jericho talking on his podcast That's the first time yeah. i ever heard of it was on jericho's podcast and then i went back and watched youtube clips. but like jericho was talking about like i don't remember which episode it doesn't matter but like he's like This guy lit on fire and still came to the ring and still went through the. I mean, he wasn't even. You know, he's into the end. You know, like it's just crazy, man. So, anyway, uh, great stuff, man. Just great If
0: I burn my tongue on my dinner, like I'm done for the (laughs) night. Like I can't imagine wrestling thirty minutes. <laughs> Second degree burns all over my body. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanna I wanna yeah. call in sick from work if I burn my tongue. <laughs> like, oh uh, man. This guy this He's guy. the man. He's the man.
1: Yeah, he took he took Sean down up on their, you know, dare you to tell me to walk through fire thing, <laughs> he's going at it. So well CM Punk's out next. He's got the straight edge society with him. And he cuts a promo or sermon on the way down to the ring. He's like, you know Again, I don't think at this point he knows Taker's been lit on fire. I don't know if the other guys – I think Jericho mentions he knew Taker lit on fire, but is what it is. But I don't know if Punk knew. you know? Right. Um, I mean, he's like, you know, I hope the symbolism isn't lost on you because inside those four cages are extremely weak people. And uh, just like everyone here is locked inside of a prison of addiction, and this is the part where you're talking about you can see Taker bent over like, oh, Mother Goose! Like, this
0: is like fire! He's
1: probably saying more unpleasant things than Mother Goose, but I'm just saying. Uh, but, you know, he says, you know, the four of you are locked inside the elimination chamber with me, and so tomorrow when you're nursing your wounds, again, doesn't know that, Punk, or that Taker's literally going to be nursing wounds tomorrow. But uh, he's like, I want you to remember that I saved you, you know, and uh, don't blame. Or excuse me, I, I I just wrote my my notes. Like I don't blame Taker for bending over here because he's got second degree burns. So, um, but that means the last participant is going to be our troop. What's up? What's up? Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> Dude, maybe the
0: best entrance song of all time. <laughs>
1: like, One of these.
0: It's it's top ten without
1: question, but- man. So my wife doesn't care a lick about wrestling but she loves Archer's same song she hears it she it's so good. she digs it yeah he's just she knows she knows she likes him and Kofi a lot so hey man anyway,
0: can't blame yeah. her she well, has uh... a pipe, I guess <laughs> he's going to start things off with CM Punk here in his first elimination chamber, and they go back and forth. Uh, Punk hits a dropkick. He gets a quick cover. Uh, Punk whips Truth into the corner. Truth does that backflip out, does a split, gets a two-count on Punk. Uh, Truth clotheslines Punk onto the outside, onto that steel grate, and then tosses him into the chains, and uh, um, Insufferable (laughs) Fool, Matt Stryker, says... uh, the shrapnel just goes everywhere. And I just wrote, no, it, it does not. There is no, no shrapnel from punk being whipped into the chain. No, none of the chain broke off. There is no shrapnel no. going anywhere, you moron. Well,
1: I thought you were going to say Insufferable Full Mass Riker calls Serena a concubine. And just- that would be Serena.
0: That's
1: right. See a, punk's, see a punk straight edge society concubine's point as well
0: (laughs) he did do that
1: yeah both of those yikes (laughs) do you know what that word means (laughs) right CM punk's concubine out there oh there's travel goes everywhere no neither one of those things are okay (laughs) one's totally wrong and one is wildly inappropriate (laughs) yeah it might have been true
0: but it was inappropriate
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah anyway our truth gets uh Tosses Le punk into the side of the chamber and uh and Dean throws Punk into Ray's uh pod and then Truth hits a standing senton on the punk. He's like on the top rope and he just flips onto him like a Molly go round. That's like, awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. That just yikes, man. That was crazy. Um Punk gets thrown face first into the chamber twice, and then our truth gets a reverse Russian leg sweep in the middle of the ring. So he's just really going at it right here.
0: He's he's getting his he getting his spots in man getting his crap in yeah because
1: he ain't long for
0: this world yeah he goes for that corkscrew clothesline that he does and punk ducks it punk connects with the GTS and truth is gone just like that before yep. uh, within like three minutes man he's out of this chamber so uh, tough luck truth yeah yeah but uh, that's. All to build up this sermon that Punk's going to get, much like the Royal Rumble. So Serena gives Punk a microphone, and he uses his time before the next pod opens to get into Undertaker's face, saying, you need to pray that uh, before your pod door opens, because uh, when you come out, I'll make you tap out just like before, and... Punk goes over to John Morrison and says, I'll prove that your decadent rock star life won't get you anywhere, which is funny. And then uh, Countdown hits, and Rey Mysterio is out next for these guys to uh, continue their rivalry.
1: Yeah, Rey comes out and goes right, or Punk goes right at him. Punk, uh, or excuse me, he hits Punk with a springboard senton and then a springboard crossbody for two. This part's just wild and fast paced right here. I don't know if we can keep up with everything, so... Punk gets a roll up. Ray kicks him in the head. Ray ducks Punk and drops him on the middle rope. He runs for the 619, but Punk's going to turn it into a power slam instead. So you don't see that intercepted a lot. But And I'm kind of glad he didn't hit it this quick out of the gate. So literally out of the gate.
0: Yeah, uh, Punk goes for GTS, but Ray rolls into Hurricane Rana for a two count. They go outside onto the, the grating, and Mysterio goes for another Hurricane Rana, but Punk catches him and then kind of... Uh, bounces him off of the chains and off of the pod and everything and and covers him for a two count. And then Punk, sort of a throwback to WCW, kind of lawn darts Mysterio head first uh, through the turnbuckle, through the ropes into one of the empty pods. Uh, So that was a fun, unique spot.
1: Yeah, it was. And he covers him for a two again there. And get ready for lots of Hurricane Ron as the rest of the match. So it's (laughs) going to be a... Uh, he's, like, spamming that move, uh, Ray. <laughs> so, uh, but Punk puts Ray on the top rope, and uh, he fights out and uh, uh, knocks Punk off, and Ray climbs up to the top of this pod because, you know, why not jump up from up there? So, uh, CM Punk uh, climbs up there and gets Ray to go to sleep position, but Ray powers out and kicks uh, Punk's feet out from him and hits a Hurricane Runner from the top rope onto the outside. So, Punk flips all the way from the top turnbuckle to the steel grating, which is just nasty to think about especially if you're not the one winning this match you're taking all this abuse man uh punk rolls uh in the ring and ray drops a dime on him to cover him for the 3 and punk's eliminated as he should be after a nasty move like <laughs> right. that right
0: absolutely Absolutely. So yeah, we've got two guys eliminated here within the first two segments of this match. Uh, Rey Mysterio left standing here, 10 count or the 10 second countdown starts up immediately. And Chris Jericho is going to be the next guy out. Uh, And so obviously a throwback to WCW, a throwback. uh, They've had a rivalry going on for a while now here as well. Uh, Mysterio just kind of flips and flies around Jericho, but Jericho takes him down with a clothesline. Jericho heaves Ray up, pancakes him back down to the mm-hmm. ground, goes for the lion's salt and misses it, but Ray connects with the 619 instead. Uh, Jericho rolls to the outside, and Ray jumps from the top rope to the outside. Jericho moves, Ray lands on the chain, Spider Man style, and Jericho just yanks him down onto mm. the steel grating.
1: Yeah, just face first, this nasty bomb. So then Jericho's going to rip, or excuse me, whip Ray into the wall of the chamber several times. And then he rolls Ray in and hits a plancha over the top rope for a two count, which uh, you don't see Jericho doing that no. too much. No. Yeah. And at this point, we see a close up of Taker looking on at the, at the match. And he's just, he's intense, but uh, <laughs> he's on fire. So. Um, but uh, Jericho chokes Ray on the middle rope and then like stands on his back, almost like old, like a young Steve Austin used to do um, back in the day. And King makes a, a great point here, saying that Jericho should quit taking your time and just go ahead and eliminate Ray because you, right. you, you still got you still got Taker to come in there. So you know, and I just thought, yeah, actually, great point by the King.
0: Well Jericho he he goes for his finisher he locks in the walls of Jericho but Ray refuses to tap here as the clock starts counting down and John Morrison will come in next and doesn't make a lot of sense he makes the save for Ray you know it's an elimination match he probably should have just let Jericho keep the walls of Jericho on him but yeah you know, he helps his friend out and he goes wild hitting drop kicks on both guys he tosses jericho out of the ring and goes after ray morrison tosses ray onto the onto the grating on the outside and ray hops back up but morrison hits him with a big kick to the face uh, jericho gets a roll up on morrison for two uh, and then morrison hops up on the top rope but ray hops up and throws him into one of the pods and then Ray goes after Jericho, and Jericho flips him up out onto one of the greats. So it's just action going on, all over. it's it's pretty much nonstop for the whole match, which yeah, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of movement in the ring, a lot of action going on. He, uh, Jericho's going to slam Ray back first into the wall of the chamber, and then Cole's like, I recommend someone to eliminate somebody before Taker gets in the match. <laughs> so it's just the voice of reason, King and King he's and not Garner. wrong. No. And then Jumbo runs and, like, parkours over the top turnbuckle onto the outside, front, onto Jericho and Ray. And uh, Stryker, my Stryker, calls it the flying Kong. He goes, oh, the Excuse flying me? Kong? And what like, is what that? does that even mean? And, oh, yeah, a little earlier he called a, yes, a regular guillotine. Yes, thank you. Guillotine. I, uh, yeah. Skipped over. So, yeah, go we, back to that. Go back up to real that. quick. This is before Jumbo comes in. Matt Stryker, Ray's got a, a guillotine, basically, a front, like, you know, front guillotine on uh on Jericho and Massacre goes, Oh, that's a golem de dragon, the dragon sleeper by Ray. No, it's not. A dragon sleeper <laughs> is from the back. Ultimo <laughs> dragon did it every week on Nitro. Taker did it. He took her care of business. Mm,
0: take her it. care of business. That's exactly. It. We have a t shirt. This guy
1: does it yeah, I wore it to work last Friday. And this guy does it and he calls it a dragon sleeper. And I just man... I can't take this guy. He's killing me. We gotta get rid of him. <laughs> Commentary. Please,
0: yeah, somebody take him out.
1: Oh
0: no! But anyway, I, I, yeah. I put
1: the same thing in my note. I thought it
0: happened later in the match. I skipped over it, but yeah, I mean, it was completely wrong. Yeah, one hundred percent wrong.
1: Yeah, and the flying Kong too. So anyway, <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know what yeah. that is. No,
1: Jumbo hits a standing shoot and star press. At this point, That's where we're at now. So. Uh, doesn't get a three count on Ray. Ray is kicking out of a lot of stuff. He hits a Hurricane Rana and Jomo lands in the middle rope. Uh, Ray runs at him, but Jericho comes in, intercepts him, and hits him with a spinning backbreaker over his shoulder So for a two count. Taker is pacing around the pod at this point.
0: He is ready to get in the match here. Um, Ray goes for 619. Jericho catches him. Like you said, spinning backbreaker. Uh uh, uh, Ray gets Morrison on the top rope and goes for Hurricane Rana, but Morrison holds on. He hits Starship Pain on Mysterio, gets the one, two, three, and eliminates yeah. him. So now we're down to Jomo and Jericho. They're the last two left. Undertaker is the only man left in his pod, three men left in this match. Uh, Jomo and Jericho go back and forth for a second. Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho. The countdown starts up and undertaker starts losing his mind he's like exactly he is (laughs) slamming on the pod as the countdown (laughs) goes on and i look we will continue to bash matt striker for as long as we can on the show but we are fair and balanced here on talking taker sure i did like his line here as he says (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> for every one line that is great, he gets 100 terrible ones. But it, yeah. he does get one good one in there every once mm-hmm. in a while. I, I give him that. I popped for that.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll take that, man. And uh, I can't – I want to say – I don't know. We don't have any inside information. But I don't know that that was the way Taker was supposed to enter this enter I during like, No way. Think is, no. I think he's that jacked because he got lit on fire. He's, he's trying to take, take his mind uh, through guess. all of this. And I'm finally getting in the freaking match. So I'm just boom, boom, boom. He's just punching it, man. He looks like, I don't know, man. He's just, he is enraged. But yeah, that line from Stryker is golden, man. I love it there. So Taker comes in and just straight for Jericho. He splashes <laughs> him in the corner. Snake eyes, big boot. Clotheslines Jomo over the top rope. Leg drop to Jericho. Two count. Immediately signals for a choke slam and goozles Jericho. And then Go- Jomo comes in. It's a double goozle. But they're going to break it up here. Michael Cole, suplex.
0: Michael Cole says, uh, Undertaker came in in this match breathing fire. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Uh, but like you said, yeah, they uh, are able to reverse this and they hit a double suplex on Undertaker. Morrison and Jericho do. And then they team up and double clothesline Taker out of the ring. Uh, Morrison turns his back on Jericho uh, and uh, rolls up Jericho for a two count. Jericho backflips Morrison onto the outside, onto the grate. And Jericho's got a bit of a cut opened up on his face. Mm-hmm. So he's got a little accidental uh, color on him. Uh, Jericho goes after Undertaker, but Undertaker gets angry with him and so jericho in a uh, fantastic heel fashion tries to run into one of the pods and, and close the door <laughs> up but undertaker actually gets in there before he can close the door and just unloads on jericho oh, yeah. and actually shoves the chamber door and rips it off the hinges yeah, like, yeah. not i don't think on purpose i don't think that was no. supposed to happen
1: no because they use it later yeah he just like he's just full of adrenaline and brute force and he just rips the <laughs> door off like out of the back side of the chamber. So it's crazy. But yeah, as he is unloading on Jericho, the fans are just lighting up at this. He's just, he's on another level right now. And I don't know if he was supposed to be this, this height, but it's he's, adrenaline, he's, he's man. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. But he strolls back in the ring and then splashes Jomo in the corner twice. Hits a snake eyes, runs with the big boot, but Jomo comes off with a springboard kick, like the disaster kick kind of to take her. And, but he hits, he hits him with his injured ankle and that's kind of flaring up and acting up here. But so he goes up to the top rope and goes for starship pain, but Taker gets his knees up to block it.
0: Yeah. That lets, uh, Jericho start to go after Iron Taker, but Iron Taker sits up and Jericho goes back to the pod and then <laughs> holds the door shut again. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker tosses Morrison out onto the grate and shoves Morrison into the glass right in front of Jericho. Uh, Nice little spot there. Uh, Taker lifts Morrison up for the last ride, but Jericho comes running out of the chamber, running into Taker. Jomo hops off and hangs onto the cage jericho runs taker into the pod and then jomo comes flying off the chains onto jericho so like, like i said it's, it's all action here mm-hmm. in this match it's, it's very entertaining uh john morrison holding his own here in the yeah. main event it's kind of a proving ground for him uh i know you and i have both always been fans yeah. of him from tough enough days and yeah, through Eminem and and everything uh it's kind of unbelievable he was never WWE champion, you know, Impact champion, yeah. uh, Lucha Underground, all that sort of stuff. But never quite reached the pinnacle in WWE. But,
1: I mean, he, he looks great here. He's a star. Oh, yeah. And I think he's great nowadays, too. I, I love what he's doing nowadays. But anyway, you know, all three guys are down after that. And the crowd's chanting for Taker. They're all into him. Even though Jomo's getting good cheers, they want Taker to win and go on WrestleMania. So uh, Taker hits Anita Jericho and – yeah, no. John Morrison does, and he covers him for two. And he goes. John Morrison goes for a springboard off the rope, but Taker goozles him and lifts him up from the inside of the ring and choke slams him over the top rope to the steel grating on the outside. And then he just drags John Morrison in and covers him with the classic pin. Folds his arms across his chest. Usually does that after a tombstone, but does it after a choke slam here. So eliminates John Morrison. Not a bad day when you get eliminated by Undertaker. It's always a you know, it's it's fine.
0: No nah, man, definitely, definitely. He gets put over here. He had a better night than our truth had.
1: Golly, <laughs> <tonight>. yeah.
0: <laughs> but hey, it's business time now because Undertaker yeah. pulls the straps down here oh, yeah. at this point, and it's him and Jericho, the final two. Jericho tries to scurry away, uh, but Taker calls him into the ring, and they take their mm-hmm. time, kind of resetting here. Uh, coming towards each other and Undertaker nails some stiff shots onto Jericho. But Charlie Brown. He goes for that running big knee in the corner. <laughs> he hits it the first time. He goes for the second. Jericho pulls the football out of the way and Undertaker crotches himself on the top rope for the approximately uh hundredth time in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. And uh yeah, it's just it's it's without fail, it's gonna happen, so uh, just stop doing that move. Just like Rick Flair. Just he never learned <laughs> to quit going on the top rope. Like he no, just always exactly.
0: went up. Exactly. It's his <laughs> thing.
1: But um Jericho gets him on top turnbuckle and actually hits a superplex. Uh, Taker rolls over to his side here, just looks deflated. And I just I wrote my notes. I have no clue how he's going in this match. Like, oh my god. You literally, you're literally getting burned and your adrenaline is blowing you up and you've got to be gassed from just how hard he's been going. Even though he hadn't been in here, he's been in here, you know at the end here but still he's been going hard the whole time so
0: like think um, about when you get a sunburn and someone like touches you touches your back yes. or like slaps yes. you on the ch- or on the arm or something that's what undertaker is doing in a wrestling match he's right. <laughs> right. burned all over his body and people are chopping him and kicking him and he's bumping on the ring like uh, i yeah. can't even put into words
1: i know it's crazy man this guy but um He's gonna goozle uh, take, uh, excuse me, goozle Jericho and go for a choke slam. But Jericho reverses and rolls him into a Walls of Jericho, and then Taker's gonna reverse out of that and get him attempt a Hell's Gate, and then Jericho's gonna reverse out of that into a Walls of Jericho in the very middle of the ring. So I really like that series of events right there. And again, you don't often see Taker in peril in a in a uh, submission, but he is here uh, in the middle of the ring too
0: undertaker of course he's refusing to tap out and he ends up being able to roll it over and and hook in that hell's gate but he can't quite get it in all the way and jericho moves to the ropes to get some leverage up out of it undertaker sits up he goes for a tombstone but jericho flips out of it and he hits the code breaker goes for the cover but undertaker kicks out Uh, jericho backs undertaker into the corner. And he makes a classic mistake of Undertaker's opponents yeah and goes for 10 punches in the corner and of course Undertaker is gonna hoist him up into the last ride. but Undertaker yep. is exhausted and he falls back and he can't quite go for the cover here. So he's gonna get back up to his feet, undo the throat slash and then he is gonna be met with a huge surprise.
1: Yeah, from so the way the camera is framed looking. Uh, You see Taker doing a throat slash, and then you see down on the floor one of the grates of the outside behind where Taker's standing lifts up like a Ninja Turtle's coming out of a manhole or something. It just lifts up and moves (laughs) over to the side, and Shawn Michaels emerges from underneath the elimination chamber. So Taker goes to pick up Jericho, and he turns around, and when he does, Shawn Michaels uh, just is in the ring, and he nails Taker with his sweet chin music just out of nowhere. Taker hits the mat, and Jericho's got this very surprised look on his face, like, what the heck just happened? But I'm going to capitalize because I'm Jericho. And he covers Taker, and Sean just, once he kicked Taker, he just looks at him on the mat, and he just stares at him. So Jericho covers Taker, and Mike Chioda counts a three count, and Jericho has pinned the Undertaker at 35 minutes and 40 seconds to win the World Heavyweight title for, I think it was like, what, the sixth time at this point?
0: Something like that, yeah. As Shawn Michaels, like you said, he he doesn't move until the no. pay-per-view is over. Who knows how long he stood there yeah. after the show went off the air, but he super kicked Undertaker and just had his head down, staring at him, looking over him, his prone body the entire time, never yeah. taking his gaze off of him. As Shawn Michaels has cost The Undertaker the world title, in order to goad him into facing him at WrestleMania, what a brilliant finish! What a creative yeah. way to get to this match. You know, they teased it in so many different ways. They yep. said we're going to do it, and took it away from you. And said we might do it this way, and took it away from you. And so they come up with this. Um, I just, you know, kudos, man. Round of applause. Oh, yeah. You know, we crap on them for all their stupid stuff. But this is really, really brilliant storytelling. No one saw this coming. No. Fantastically done.
1: Yeah. People thought it would be Taker and Sean for the world title at Mania this year. You know, people pretty much knew we're going to get there, but how are we going to get there? And probably thought it was going to be the world title match, you know? Maybe main event or whatever. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just... Um, it's really really excellent and again, it never was about the title for Sean. Mm, it
0: exactly. was about
1: defeating taker at WrestleMania. It had nothing to do with the title last year. It's got nothing to do with it this year. so that wasn't ever his point. His point was I can beat you at WrestleMania. I have to redeem myself for last year. you know I made that one mistake and we'll get more into that next next week but uh, anyway, just perfect ending here this to this to this, uh, to this show. Please go watch this match. It's worth it to see Taker go up in flames and still wrestle. <laughs> you know?
0: Exactly. No, it's really good. All the Elimination Chamber matches we've covered are are good. Uh, I don't know if they're great, but they're good. They're very entertaining. Lots of action. Lots of fun. Uh, it's fun to see Taker in there with John Morrison for pretty much the only time you'll ever see that. Yeah. And just a spectacular finish that, uh, that nobody saw coming. Sean cost Undertaker the world title um, in order to force him to to make him angry enough to challenge yep. him at WrestleMania. It sets up that WrestleMania 26 match perfectly, and Absolutely. that'll be next week's show. Can't wait to cover that. We hope you guys will join us as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride next week. WrestleMania 26. Put it in your calendar make time for us uh, we are gonna go in depth into that one and cover that from every angle every detail is it as good as WrestleMania 25 is it better does it live up to it we'll give our opinions on all of that i'm excited to go back and watch it i haven't watched it yeah. yet uh so i'm excited to revisit it
1: it's um, gonna be fun
0: it is um, of course We want to hear your comments about this week's episode, so hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with your thoughts on this Elimination Chamber. I want to remind you that we've got our special edition episode with St. Ridley Santos, where uh, he and I went through the entire Undertaker Shawn Michaels Triple H saga. So if -hmm. you haven't listened to that or if you want to revisit it before the WrestleMania 26 match, a perfect time to do that. And I didn't have any comments yet uh, from the social media about this week's episode, but I did have one for the Rumble last week's episode that uh, came in after we recorded uh, from Watch Along Tommy, our boy, Watch Along Wrestling. Uh, He was actually at that Royal Rumble from... New York to Atlanta. Went to that Royal Rumble. Oh! (laughs) He says, uh, It was so random. A friend of mine and I were legit talking on Thursday night and on a complete whim, booked a trip from New York to Atlanta for this show. It was my first time in Atlanta, and I couldn't believe how into everything WWE, the whole city, was. He says, From the second we landed, there were friends staked out in the airport with signs and when I asked what was up, the fans told me, we just want to welcome the WWE superstars to our city and thank them for coming. said so that the, the CNN Center had wrestling fans all weekend, too, and it was just very cool to see. So uh, we lived here in Georgia, and we didn't
1: go. But Tommy go. came
0: from New York to that world.
1: yep yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll say I echo his sentiments. So Atlanta is a great wrestling town. It does welcome wrestling. Uh, again, kinda, we're... The home of WCW, and literally the CNN incident, like he just said. But, um, you know, we hadn't had that since it folded in 01. And we always welcome, uh, you know, WWE. And I really wish we had another WrestleMania there because the one we got was fun. We'll get to it. But, um, you know, there's definitely left some room for improvement for certain things. And, you know, the only WrestleMania ever from, you know, Atlanta. And it, it was, we got Snooky. I'm just going to say that. So.
0: <laughs> and, Co- and Michael Cole, Mr. and
1: <laughs> Miguel Cole, yeah, for, for forty-minute Iron Man matches. Oh, golly, yeah. So, we'll get there eventually.
0: We'll get there eventually. We'll talk about that here uh, in just a few weeks. But uh, yeah, actually, just a couple, yeah, just a couple weeks, weeks yeah. to go. I want to thank everybody who reached out and. Uh, and uh, gave their condolences about uh, me losing our dog last week. A lot of kind comments. I won't go through all of them, but uh, thanks to everybody who reached out on social media for that. I really do appreciate it. It meant a lot from you guys. And uh, special thanks to JV from the Bottom Line Podcast who picked up a Take Her Easy Talking Taker t shirt to support the show. Thank you, JV. So, uh, bottom line podcast, they are right in the middle of 2001. And uh, you and I, uh, hopefully, are going to join them here uh, next week on their podcast for a special watch-along episode for a couple of Undertaker, Stone Cold, Steve Austin matches. So go subscribe and go listen to them and go check them out. Uh, We always have a blast when we join them on the show. Uh, It's always fun, so we look forward to that. That will be out sometime next week. And, uh, man, that's... uh that's all that's all i got
1: well okay so this is taker's last world title run you know when it comes yeah. to a close comes to a close here right you know, we this is the last time he entered the match as a world champion and this yeah. is the it could not coincidentally it's the last time he exits the match uh, you know uh, losing his world title so you know but this has been 19 years since he you know he won it in october right so almost 19 years to the day like when he won his final world title and um top of this game, wasn't a spring chicken anymore, you know, but still was great. And I just, there's a guy on the current roster, I'm probably giving it away, when i say he's been there 19 years, but like, there's a guy on the current roster, I could see, it wouldn't be mad, was the champion. He's in the same type of light, he's, he's been there for almost 20 years, he's doing some of his best work he's ever done. And I would not be mad at this point if he won a title, just like I wasn't mad in 09 when Taker won this title. Like, it was just like sometimes you look at the guys like, oh, he's been 20 years. Why does he need a championship? Well, this was kind of cool for Taker to get a the final the final run with one. So um, you probably know what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about? A guy that's really doing his best work, and he's been there for a long time.
0: <laughs> I would guess uh, – my first guess is that you're saying Edge um, – but, I mean, there is a few guys. I mean, there's a, a couple guys on the roster right now, like uh, maybe Randy Orton or maybe MVP even. I
1: don't know. No, what, I'm, what are I'm you saying, saying Randy Orton. I think okay. Randy Orton. Okay. Again, we've talked endlessly on here about how we despise this guy for years. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say since 2016, I've become a huge fan of his. And in this year, 2020, with no fans uh, when Edge came back, something it lit a fire under Randy Orton, and uh, I his current run he's doing in WWE is some of the best stuff I've ever seen him do. He is absolutely phenomenal. He's killing it, and I you know he's facing Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Love Drew, but I wouldn't be mad if he beat Drew and gets one more title reign here at 20 years in the business. You know, um, wouldn't be mad if Drew had to chase him. But like, it's just it just really reminded me of Taker at this at this point because again, think Randy Orton's only, what, like 41 or something, 43 years old? We've been there 20 years already almost. It's, just, it's crazy, but, like, I just – it just really – this take or run reminded me of, like, you know, just some of the best stuff he's doing, like, with, just with Randy Orton here. I don't know. I just thought about it, and like I said, I wouldn't be mad if Randy Orton won. I can't believe – 2006 Travis can't believe 2020 Travis no would ever sign off on that. But I love this guy. I even went back to watch him versus Big Show – from Raw a few weeks ago (laughs) in that match. And he is phenomenal, dude. He's incredible. Randy Orton is really good. Anyway. He's almost like
0: overrated for so long that he's kind of underrated in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: yeah, That's perfect. Yeah. You put Ric Flair with him and he doesn't need, Ric Flair doesn't do anything for him. Mm. Like Mm. really, I'm saying, like seriously, having him with Flair doesn't do anything for Randy Orton right now. He doesn't even need Flair. Like it's just, I don't know. He's on another level right now, just like Taker was back then. So I don't know. I just thought I want to give a little love to the Randy Orton show here, and just uh, you know, we'll never do a talking Orton, but anyway, <laughs> um, I can't do it. The first like no fourteen oh God, years no. Of his no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, absolutely, I mean. he has uh, he he has finally lived up to his potential. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we we definitely hated him for for a long, long time, but uh, we have come around on him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, absolutely, yeah. I would. You know Undertaker is retired but uh, I if he were to come out of retirement I could see him and Randy Orton having yeah a banger you know that they, they can, yeah. you know they would know how to work a a, a successful match with each other yep. work around each other's uh, weaknesses so uh, I, yep. I would never have thought I would have said that a long time ago
1: no no, and you know really protected finishers you know were slow to the ring <laughs> slow to the ring methodical not a lot of flashiness I don't know it just it just really reminded me of Orton nowadays anyway that's enough Orton talk but uh other than that ladies and gentlemen and tell us what you think do you agree with that that you know a guy 20 years later like like Orton could could win a world title and and shine like Taker did here in his last run so I'm not saying Orton needs it but I wouldn't be mad if he had it so anyway if you were there uh, on this night in, uh, golly, where was it? Oh, St. Louis, Missouri. Speaking of Randy Orton, if you were there, um, where his hometown is, let us know from the Scott Trade Center. Uh, let us know what you thought about this, about Archer getting his, you know, moment in the sun, but not interacting with Taker. So we might talk about him on a future episode about what dr- dream matches we could have. <laughs> on mm. <Maybrew>. Mm. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so, but um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us know if you were there, what you thought about it, and other than that, stay safe and. Take her easy. I believe the end is near for Jericho. Oh my Shawn Michaels! Oh my god! Shawn Michaels!
0: Sweet chin music. There's no disqualifications. Sweet chin music. Do it! Oh my god! Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the new, the new world champion. He's going to WrestleMania. Here is your winner and the new world heavyweight champion, Chris Jericho. This is unbelievable. Shawn Michaels has just cost the Undertaker the world championship.